The ACC saw five players head to the NBA. We talk about some two-way players as well. But what does it mean? Who are some surprises? Who are some snubs? And what team should we try and scratch our heads about? Because where are your pros at? We'll talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's editions of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from ever, wherever you listen by downloading and subscribing. You give us an opportunity to give five stars, get a five-star review. More importantly, we get to hear your feedback firsthand. We have a YouTube channel, so if you want to see our lovely faces, you can do just that each and every day. We are in the summertime, so normally we have an everyday schedule because we have a bit of a break. We have 13 episodes happening in the month of June, 13 episodes happening in the month of July, giving you plenty of time to catch up to all of your latest episodes. We got 2023 ACC football right at the helm, ready to go. We want to make sure that you are prepared for your team to potentially win ACC championship when it's all said and done or make a little wave in the college football playoff. Now, today's episode is garnered around the NBA draft. We talked about 2023 and some of the players to watch. Now we finally get to see some of their names called. We saw some of their names called. Five players from the ACC. We're going to talk about the reviewing of it, some surprises, some snubs, and then, of course, the two-way players who may be those ones with an extra chip on their shoulder. Ken Gibbs, how are you feeling? You know, I'm ready to get into it because this this is going to be a, a very interesting episode in terms of who did get drafted, who didn't. And who's the surprise that didn't get drafted? Who are the ones that's like, eh, makes sense to me. We'll we'll talk about it. Let's get into it. A thousand percent. So NBA draft happened. We have Drake. Drake. Good Lord. Derek, Drake, I'm missing you. My locked on FSU Seminoles buddy. Derek Lively the second out of Duke kicking off with the 12th overall pick in the first round traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I think it was very exciting for him to hear his name called after all of the up and downness that was his season at Duke. A lot of people were questioning whether or not he was NBA talent course because of whether he could turn it on on a consistent basis and it was sort of like all right you see the flash you know what he can do let's not waste our time here at the collegiate level what were your thoughts as Derek was the first pick from the ACC you know Derek Lively uh the second being the second pick or the first pick out of the ACC the 12th pick overall rather is not really a huge surprise because I mean he is he is what the a uh, modern big man without a three should be. He is a guy that's going to be a rim runner and a rim protector and a rebounder, and that's okay. Could he add some muscle on his frame? Of course. Could he be a little bit uh, more stout down low? Of course. But in today's NBA, the stoutness isn't really what they're here for. It's the movement, the ability to switch, the ability to be a good help side defender, and uh, Lively has all those attributes. So, you know, I, I think that his – his floor is like a poor man's DeAndre Jordan, where he just kind of goes from team to team as a, a backup big. Uh, but his ceiling, I think he could make a couple all-star games as, again, being that in the right situation, that rim runner, that uh, lob catcher and all that. And I'll tell you what, he's got a great guy 
to run those um, pick and rolls and, and lob situations with in terms of, of getting drafted to the Dallas Mavericks, where Luke is going to be the primary ball handler. God is known for his wizardry with the ball in terms of playmaking for his teammates and for himself. So, you know, that's a pretty good pick and roll partner, if you ask me. I'm really excited for Derek. I think that in today's game, when a lot of it is about, you know, guys taking those those jumpers and those threes, it's going to be interesting. You don't necessarily see guys attacking the rim as much, so the block parties might may not be as frequent. But, you know, of course, you do have a guy who, when you do try and go into the paint, certainly going to have, you know, a good time. It's going to be a little difficult time for them, for sure. Derek, I think for him, it's going to be about growing in terms of size and also just finding that jumper, that, that shot that's going to help propel his game and be that that one piece and component to overall helping the Dallas Mavericks sort of be in better playoff contention. Absolutely. And, and on top of all that, I think that, you know, I talked about the rim protection and how well you could switch being the things, but he's a guy that you could switch on for a possession or two, or if, if you just so end up in a bad situation um, on a break or something like that, he can give you a possession or two, of defending some of those smaller guards. I'm not saying full time. You should be having them go one through five, but I'm just saying he can give you a, a good possession or two of defense on uh, some of those wings, on some of those uh, some guards as well. Um, you know, this is a guy, the upside is there. The I, I see the vision. I see the vision. It's not a situation where I'm scratching my head and going, okay, now explain this to me like I'm five. Why him? Why here? Yeah, 100% agree. Let's move on to the second Duke, Dukey, I would call him Duke Blue Devil, that got called number 22 for the Brooklyn Nets, Derek Whitehead. I feel as if Duke, you know, definitely has the bragging rights in this 2023 NBA draft. Derek Whitehead definitely taking a shot. The Brooklyn uh, Nets are rolling the dice with Derek. He's definitely battled through some injuries, and now you're sort of saying, all right, he could be the guy to go to the next level, but definitely want to be monitoring that health. Yeah, you, you want to be monitoring the health, but Derek Whitehead is the type of player that everybody is looking for sure. in today's NBA in terms of not the superstar, but the role guy. The role guy that everybody wants is the 3 and D guy. Derek Whitehead does what? His threes at a very high clip, and he's going to play some defense. So those are the two things that you look at with, with Whitehead where you say like, okay, why what what is it about him that's going to make him successful in the league this is a guy that has some length to him he doesn't look like there's a lot of basketball players a ton of them that look like they go in the weight room to look at the mirrors you can tell that mr whitehead here actually picks up those things and puts them down and with that being said he has the strength to defend um at an nba level we'll see if he can stay healthy i think that's the only question here i think that's the only because if we saw a good amount of, of health here. Uh, I think we'd be in a better position. He doesn't yeah. lack for explosiveness. At times when he did have to show it, when he did have to put it on, he did so. He doesn't lack for lateral mobility. When he when he wanted to, he was a high-quality defender, and he darn sure doesn't lack for the deep ball. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how everything turns out for him again. I think that health is the only thing that pushed him back to 22. A thousand percent agree. And I think, but you know, as the best ability, we always say is availability. So I think that's going to be something, again, just to monitor. The biggest surprise of this NBA draft and from the ACC side was number 37 from the Oklahoma City Thunder draftee, Hunter Tyson out of Clemson, traded to the Denver Nuggets. Now, 
Hunter definitely was a name that we called a lot last season. Definitely yeah. someone that, you know, turned heads, thought he was a clear leader when it came to the Tigers. And, of course, their season didn't go quite as expected, but he definitely was identified as one who could translate his game to the NBA. I didn't think he would be at 37. However, I'm excited for him, and I think he will do good things. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is he's your, your stereotypical stretch four. Right. He's a guy that he's going to be able he's going to be able to rebound at a high level on the defensive glass. And he's going to be able to make sure that if you if a team decides to go with the Twin Towers, look, he's going to pull one of them out the paint. He's for sure going to pull one of them out the paint. And if a team decides to go small ball, I think he's a sufficient center in limited spurts. Uh, Hunter Tyson is a guy that, again, he can knock the ball. He can knock the trade ball down at a, a high clip. Uh, but I think that his ability to play without the ball is what got him here, right? The ability to, he has a really good feel for how to cut, for how to get to open space and, and present himself in a way that that uh, the ball handlers can easily find him. And I'll tell you what, he is as relentless as they come on yeah. the boards. Uh, so, you know, despite not being the tallest power forward in the world at, at only, I want to say six, eight, six, nine. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that still is going to fight battle and scrap to get you every rebound possible. And again, you combine that, that feel for how to get open that, that movement ability for knowing where the soft spots are with the ability to knock down the trade ball. And you've got yourself a pro. I think also the hunger of OKC from last season, you saw some young guys really step up in big ways. Now you're going to have the health of Chet coming back in. And I think Hunter is going to fit into a nice rotation and find a nice group of just some guys that are ready to really take that team to the next level. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, this is a a Thunder team. Sorry, Thunder. Good. But he's got traded to the Nuggets. However, I do think that. yeah. 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 This is a Nuggets team that even coming off that championship, I don't think they're satisfied. I don't think they're satisfied. I don't think this is a situation where um, Nikola Jokic is saying, I just want to go home and ride my horses despite the reports <laughs> and despite the jokes. That's a young man that, that you know, thirsts to be the best and all that. And with that yeah. being said, you surround him with, with other good players that, again, you, I mean, if you surround a great ball handler and passer in Jokic with good shooters, you're going to have some problems. You know what yeah. I mean? You combine that with a cutter like Aaron Gordon, all that good stuff. We're not Nuggets experts, but we're just telling you. You can never have enough shooters on the team. And adding another one in Hunter Tyson is a good thing. Two good options for wherever he lands. We know NBA deals always, you know, seem to be tricky at this bad boy, but we'll keep this thing rolling. But first, I want to remind all of our friends and family, if you want to get in on the action in terms of this season and making sure that the NBA has quite the few players that are going to be ready to go for you, you want to check out our friends here at FanDuel. Put your money down for who's going to turn out to be the best pro We know that baseball season is in full effect as well, so we know that the hunt to October is starting to heat up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't forget, you can snag, again, a $1,000 bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel is the official partner of the Major League Baseball. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Kenton Gibbs here helping us talk through the five ACC players selected in this year's 2023 NBA draft. Talked about number one, two, and three. Touching base here on number 48 pick Clippers draftee Jordan Miller out of Miami. I think it's very exciting for Jordan Miller because I've seen him give us the buckets personally as a Tar Heel fan. We knew what he could do, and now the world will be able to see it on center stage. And with the L.A. Clippers team that is in desperate need of someone healthy and ready, getting some solid minutes, I think Miller is going to make an immediate impact. I want to make one thing clear about, about Jordan Miller. You know, when you when you look at what he does, this is a young man that some people would say, oh, this is a poor man's Paul George or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. This young man does everything that he does at an overachieving level. Everything he does. He was a very, very, uh, he was a guy who most people looked at and said he got into an ACC school in terms of being that caliber of basketball player by the skin of his teeth. And look what his game became by the end of it. Mm -hmm. This is a young man that is, I mean, the work, the grind, all of that. He's not new to it. He is true to it. And on top of that hard nose, on top of that gritty ability, like you talked about, this is a young man that's going to give you some buckets. Mm-hmm. This is a young man that's going – he's going to show up in the biggest moments, like uh, showing up and in, in going 13 of 13 from the free throw line against Texas in the Elite Eight. This is a young man that is – when you look at what he does at a high level, like you talk about, giving you buckets, when it matters most, you can count on him, he's going to show up. So – you know, this is, again, I, uh, I think that this is a great get for the Clippers. When you talk about the best ability is availability, um, there you go. Yeah. There you go. A guy who shows up and is available all the time, that's what you love to see. I mean, I don't, I don't think you get to the Final Four without Jordan Miller. He put up some key shots throughout the season. I also don't think that Jordan needed to be the star at all times, coming behind you know guys like Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, Omir. Like he just knew how to play his role well, which is something that'll certainly be important for him as he tries to ride that LA tide. And we know that Los Angeles is definitely a bigger city, bigger names, all the flash. But being from Miami, I hope he, you know, of course he's probably used to that thing. And speaking of Miami, number fifty-five, Indiana Pacers drafty Isaiah Wong, certainly exciting to see his teammate come come along and get his name called to the next level. Isaiah Wong, certainly one that we have thoroughly enjoyed here in our conference, talking about player player of the year, all, all the accolades, all the awards well-deserved. I think Isaiah is a special player that has had an incredible story, and I look forward to seeing what he does next. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Isaiah Wong being drafted back here, I mean, I think that uh, I think that the Pacers got to steal. This is a young man that can he can get to his spots. He knows his spots, and he's confident taking confident taking his spots in taking his shots in those spots. Say that fast five times. But anyway, he's a he's a young man that was exceptional. Was I believe he was an ACC Player of the Year? If I'm not incorrect, there he was an ACC Player of the Year as well. Isaiah is a he's a gamer. He's going to show up and give you more than what his listed measurables say. He's going to do that in nearly every category. So the Pacers got a good one here. The Pacers got a real good one. Um, you know, Halliburton's going to need a partner in crime or backup at times. And this is the guy. Isaiah Wong is the guy because he's definitely a change of pace from uh, Halliburton in terms of the things they can do on the court. 
I certainly think one thing Isaiah is going to have to be more consistent is, is his, you know, high energy gameplay. Cause when he's on and he's shooting at a high clip, he's amazing. When he struggles, it's like, you don't even know where he's at, what he's doing, who is this Isaiah. So finding like to know how to be on at all times and more consistent times for an 82 game season will be important for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that that's the key for a lot of these guys. I mean, most of these guys, we saw up games or down games. Even if we're talking about the first guy drafted in, Derek Lively, we saw times where he looked like, man, yeah, you're going to struggle getting any points in the paint against this Duke team. And then you saw times where it was like, whew, do they have a big? Do they have anybody down there that can do something? So, you know, I, I agree. Isaiah Wong is very much so in that category. He'll shoot you in the games. He'll shoot you out of some. Or – He'll kind of fade away if he feel like his shot ain't there that day, which, you know, when you're when when those checks uh, have multiple commas on them, you kind of can't do that. So we'll see. NBA draft surprises and snubs definitely feel like there weren't too many snubs only because our guys knew when to get out early. Right. You see Reese Beekman return to Virginia. You see um, Armando Baycott decide to stay another year. Right. You see some of the guys who probably were getting that call like, hey, just go figure it out. Try it. And like, eh, actually, maybe not. Maybe we should just rally this college troop one more time. And so for me, the only surprise I would have said would be Hunter Tyson. Um, I mean, that's that's when I look at these guys and see where who got picked and who didn't and all that. I'm a little surprised that Leaky Black and Terquavion Smith didn't get drafted. I'm a little surprised. Not no, wildly surprised. No, Kenton. Not wildly surprised, but I'm a little surprised by that. I'm Why? Let's, let's go ahead in our two-way player watch list. Both of those would be the two. I mean, I, I would I would say because I would say because for Terquavion Smith, I mean, that's instant offense off the bench, which every team wants. Every team wants a guy that you can bring in that's going to give us an offense. And granted, I know that he struggled down the stretch. Let's make no not throw a rock in the ocean uh, from from uh, the the beach toward the end of, of his, his career at NC State. Yeah, 100% agreed. Not sure if we lost Kenton there for a second, but he was mentioning Sherkravion Smith and the struggles that he had at times during his season at NC State, and I definitely would agree with that. I think sometimes he would get a little too big for his britches and he would struggle mightily. But as we talk through, you know, two-way players and how we get to, you know, trying to maximize the defense and learning to figure that out, I think Sherkravion will certainly be an exciting piece to certain puzzles. We also have Leaky Black is going to the Hornets, which is interesting because when you think about Michael Jordan and him selling his share and doing all that stuff, it'll certainly be a point of contention to try and figure out whether or not he will add value, whether or not, you know, having that Carolina extra plug will help you in a sense because once Michael Jordan goes, it will and management changes. Will it be, you know, it's a straight pathway to be a part of the Hornets organization and will he ultimately be successful? Remains to be seen. I think that the Hornets are very young. They figure things out well right now. They certainly have a ways to go in terms of being a viable team here and a competitive team here in the NBA, but it's certainly something to consider as we move along through these next couple seasons. But we want to make sure that you guys are locked and loaded when it comes to all of that. The NBA draft was certainly exciting. We weren't used to, used to, I'm not used to seeing 
as few ACC players in the mix, not used to seeing no North Carolina guys get their names called, not necessarily used to seeing Duke guys not go as high when we talk about, you know, the Jason Tatums of the world, the Kyrie Irvings of the world. It's just, you know, an adjustment, but certainly not one to hang our hats on because at the end of the day, we definitely had some quality guys hear their names and certainly some ones to look out for next season. Kyle Young out of Duke, you have North Carolina's Armando Baycott, you know, you're going to see some guys who are going to come in, Elliot Cadeau potentially out of North Carolina, take over games. And, you know, young guys from NC State, we have the boy, the young man who um, came from Kansas. So there's plenty of opportunities for guys to have some really strong seasons here. Going to flow into the last half of the show as we wait for kids to figure out his internet situation. Not sure that he will be able to, but we would love for you guys to leave us some comments. We know that we're, again, housekeeping notes, talking through the rest of the springtime, a little breaks that we're about to have. We've got a good, good quality 2023 ACC football preview playlist on our YouTube page. So make sure you check that out. Got some schedules to go through and get wrapped up here as we go along. We also have our top five list from our Locked On Podcast Network friends who will certainly give you more than what you bargained for. Some cert, some clear disagreements as we've already seen in our YouTube page thus far. So make sure you respond. Let us know what your thoughts and your thinking. But as for now, we'll leave you with a good one. We hope you have a great rest of your week for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.